It takes guts to homeschool as we struggle with the almost daily insecurities that come with the territory. Am I really doing what's best for my child? Am I doing it right? Am I good enough to carry this through? Today, it's a joy to welcome back homeschooling mom, Olivia Spears, to talk about courage in homeschooling. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Before we get started, remember to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the bell to join our channel. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Lisa Maladnik, your host, and today Olivia Spears is with us to talk about courage in homeschooling. Olivia Spears is a Kentucky native and dweller, wife to a lifelong homeschooler, and homeschooling mom of four. She holds degrees in theology and catechetics from the Franciscan University of Steubenville. In fact, it was her education there that first attracted her to homeschooling. In her studies, she discovered God's heart through creation, art, music, literature, and the liturgy of the everyday. She wants her own children to taste and see the goodness of the Lord in the same way. With a team of faithful Catholic catechists, artists, and editors, she creates catechetical resources that help Catholic families build a legacy of faith in their homes at intothedeep.co. That's not .com, that's .co, and it's right in the show notes. Welcome back, Olivia. It is always so good to see you. Oh, Lisa, I'm always happy to spend time with you, so thanks for having me back. Oh, yeah, it's just a joy. So let's start right in with why this topic of courage and homeschooling is so important. I am so excited to talk with you about this today because I think that courage is something that homeschooling moms have and really need. You know, I think that we can sometimes think about courage on like a really grand scale. You know, we think about the courage of the martyrs, and and courage is certainly an essential aspect um, of their martyrdom. But sometimes we can overlook the fact that we need a lot of courage in our daily lives, in in the small things, the hidden things. And um, so so this this virtue, courage is a virtue, and it kind of has a, a twofold meaning. And the I, I love the catechism's definition. I'm going to read it if you don't care. Um, it says, so it, it talks about fortitude, you know, courage and fortitude. We can use those interchangeably. And fortitude is a moral virtue. And the moral virtues are the virtues. You have the theological virtues, faith, hope, and love. And then the moral virtues. And the moral virtues are those around which every other virtue is is built and tied back to. And fortitude or courage is one of the four moral virtues. And so the catechism says, fortitude is the moral virtue that ensures firmness in difficulties and constancy in the pursuit of the good. So I don't really know uh, any homeschooling mom who doesn't face difficulties and (laughs) isn't invited to the pursuit of the good, right? That's, That's literally all of us across the board. The catechism goes on to say, It strengthens the resolve to resist temptations and to overcome obstacles in the moral life. 
It disposes one even to renounce and sacrifice his life in defense of a just cause. So again, we kind of can can think about this on on a really grand scale. And, and certainly that's true. But every single day, we as homeschooling moms are called to be firm in difficulties, to be constant in the pursuit of the good, to resist temptation and overcome obstacles, and to renounce and sacrifice our lives, even if it's not a red martyrdom, you know, we are called to lay down our lives for our friends, as Jesus said. And so, um, so I love this kind of twofold definition of courage about be, being brave in the sense that we think, right? So like rising to the occasion, um, being willing to face the obstacles and difficulties, but also the side of courage that I don't think gets a lot of attention, which is perseverance. And perseverance is hugely important. You know, if you read, if we read the writings of the saints, I mean, mean, it doesn't matter what time period they lived in or their vocation or their mission or what they faced in life, how long their life was. Many of them talk about the importance of perseverance. They really point to it as one of the keys of sanctity. You know, and so they talk about it's not about being a perfectionist. It's about getting up every day and and saying, "Okay, Lord, I'm going to try again, getting up after every fall, you know, every sin and say, I'm going to I'm going to keep pursuing you, Lord. I'm going to keep pursuing heaven. And so um, I think about I don't know if you've ever seen those like shirts or prints that say like progress over perfection. Um And I just think about like, it's like perseverance, you know, perseverance over perfection and perseverance toward perfection, you know, that we'll reach, uh, you know, step by step here, but ultimately in heaven. And I just think about, wow, perseverance is a, a major component to allowing the Lord to sanctify us. It's about not giving up. It's about a, a resolve to keep trying even when we fail. And so this this perseverance, this constancy in pursuit of the good is one of the definitions of fortitude. It is something that the Lord helps us do through the grace of this virtue. I love this so much because I keep getting this image in my mind of God handing us some weights to curl. And the enemy wants to come in and say, Oh, that doesn't always feel good. You should put those weights down. But our obedience mm-hmm. to what we've agreed with God to do, when we, we've had this sense with our spouse, with our family, that this homeschooling thing is our journey, that we're saying yes to it for this season. We'll, we'll keep discerning, but mm-hmm. here we are. Then that, that yes, even when it's difficult, pumps those muscles up. It makes them stronger. And so, of course, the enemy wants us to pay too much attention to doubts, to the bad days, to all of that, and to then be disobedient to the fiat that we have given the Lord. So, and, and I want to just say too, because you've mentioned so importantly that we have days when we fall, we fall flat. We can really see our own failure. And of course, our the accuser wants to get in there and discourage us. But it takes courage to get into the confessional to accept God's forgiveness and trust that a contrite heart is profoundly pleasing to the Lord and let that energize us to move forward again. So I just want to say that there are so many layers to this. I'm so grateful that you're unpacking this for us today, Olivia. Oh, Lisa, I love what you said about like trusting in his mercy, because I think that 
you know, when I think about the opposite of courage, my, my immediate thought is like, well, don't be a chicken, right? <laughs> like, like, don't be, don't be a wuss, like be up to the task. But when we think about like this, this detailed piece too, of, of perseverance, I think, wow, like the opposite of this is like a weariness or a discouragement. And I think, oh my goodness, Lord, I'm, I'm always, I'm, I'm always facing weariness and discouragement. You know, that's always a temptation as a, particularly as a mom, as a homeschooling mom, you know, it's, um, it, there's a reason that it will make us holy if we allow the Lord to, you know? And so when I think about courage being the antidote to feeling like we've got nothing left or like we made the wrong decision or like, well, Lord, I have fallen so hard. What, what is even the point, you know? And, and that's when everything you said comes into play of, having trust in the Lord's merciful love, getting back up and taking ourselves to the confessional again. I think that this is um, a very underrated virtue in the life of a homeschooling mom. And I think that if we start to ask the Lord for it more, first of all, he always, he'll, he'll be happy to give it to us in droves, you know? Um, and I think that we will be able to witness him changing our hearts and emboldening us in these ways in our role as mom. Yeah, I love that word emboldening. I feel like the more humble we are, the more we recognize that we're little and God's big. We can't do it without him. And he welcomes us back after every time we fall down. The more we're in that hum humility, the more bold we become because it's not all dependent on us. Yeah. It's like David, right? You you talking about that makes me think of David in scripture. Like when he went to face Goliath, um, Saul's armor was too big for him. He was like, I'm just not even going to wear this. And his he was truly bold because of the Lord, not because of his, his own ability, even though the Lord had prepared him for the moment. Um, his confidence was fully in God's might. And man, how often do I find myself relying on my own strength and then I become weary because my own strength dries up pretty quickly, right? And so I just think I want to have I want to have that courage of David did, which is rooted in trust um, and and belief in in God's goodness and might. Um, so you've even given me a lot to think with and pray with that too, Lisa. Yeah, I, lo I love it when we come together in his name. He's here with us, right? He's mm -hmm. sparking us to go even further. You've got five mm -hmm. Ds. I, I really am excited about this because there are five typical areas where homeschooling moms really need fortitude. They really need to, uh, you know, hold mm -hmm. on to God's hand. So would you just take us into those five places that are typical? I would love to. Yes. You know, it was so funny because I was talking to the Lord about this and saying, you know, Lord, okay, like where, what are these areas that we need um, you know, your virtue of fortitude in our lives. And, and while we, I mean, we really could say we need fortitude in everything and always, right. Um, that would be true. And, but I kind of distilled it down to like five areas for the homeschooling mom in particular, where we might find ourselves really in need of fortitude and how it can really bless our own souls and our family. So, um, the first D is the the courage to be different. Um, and <laughs> this one is just funny to think about <laughs> because if you're listening to this podcast, 
you're probably different. <laughs> you know, you're probably different from the world around you. You know, even if you have like a great homeschooling community of moms who are sharing your mission at the, you know, when you look around at the broader world, we're rather different. And so the decision to, first of all, the decision to be truly Catholic and live your faith automatically makes us different. The decision to home educate our kids for however long makes us different. And so being different, um, while some people are more naturally predisposed in their personality to to rebel, you know, against the norms um, and who have no problem really being like, I don't care what everybody else is doing. Uh, it does take courage to remain steadfast in that being different. So even if, you know, if someone's listening to this and you're maybe you're discerning homeschooling for the first time, this may be a, a major hang up for you. And man, it's just be affirmed that like, you're not being silly, you know, um, it is, it is something that's difficult to overcome. And the virtue of fortitude may be immensely helpful in that discernment process because it's really hard to swim upstream. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to turn upstream at the beginning and it's hard to continue to swim upstream. So I think the courage to be different for homeschooling moms, um, will come into play throughout the entire journey of homeschooling. Um, and then I think this, like when we talk about being different, I think a, a question that often comes up, which you spoke to at the beginning of this, Lisa, so beautifully of the self-doubt, right? Like, am I, I don't think I'm enough to do this. I don't think like, what if I mess them up? What if I, what if I make the wrong decision? What if I can't carry this through? Like you said. And Lisa, I mean, you just hit the heart of like every mom, you know, um, we all have these questions. And I think that courage is very helpful. One, because the answer to all of that is, um, yes, we will mess up, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> yes, we will fail. Yes, we will make poor decisions. Um, I think that our because we're so invested in our family, right? It's like the our families are the most important thing. Like we want to love the Lord. We want to love our families. We want to serve our Lord through serving our families. It's, it's high stakes in our hearts and minds, this motherhood thing. And I think that we can maybe put a lot on our shoulders in that. And I think to be able to remind ourselves of, hey, you are a fallen human person. You are going to fail. You know, like there, there, there are going to be missteps, but it goes back to what you were saying, Lisa. That's where the mercy is. That's where we get to go to confession and begin again. That's where the perseverance that comes with courage comes into play. So I think that we can doubt, am I enough? Well, no, we're not enough. Only the Lord is enough. And so we don't need to pretend to be enough for our children because really what we want to do is we want to teach them that only the Lord is enough. You know, nobody here, nothing here will fill that role. Um, only in the Lord will we find that. And so I think that it's like, it's a two-sided coin that courage allows us to see, yes, we're, we're going to fall. If we rely, like we can't rely on our own strength, we need the Lord. But also the other side is, 
yes, we can do this with the Lord. Yes, we can continue because we don't expect ourselves to be perfect or else we've failed for good. You know, we understand that it's that we are going to fall, that we're going to make mistakes and that we get to get up and try again. And we get to renew every morning our resolve to rely more on the Lord than we do on ourselves. And so I think when it comes to the courage to be different, um, courage helps us embrace those differences and to silence um, the voices of like self-doubt because we we move the we remove the weight from our own shoulders to the Lord's and and allow him to lead the way and to help us through his love. Yeah. And I think anytime a person embarks on a holy journey, look at the pilgrims who used to mm. make journeys barefoot for hundreds of miles to do like or and go up the steps of the shrines on their knees. The people who must have mocked those people. Like it's mm-hmm. always been that way. It's always taken unbelievable courage to stand out, to follow God's voice. I mean, he he ended up on the cross for a bunch of people who didn't deserve it and didn't appreciate it and didn't understand it, but he did it willingly. And so, yeah, we're always going to be weird to society. But the the, the irony is that homeschooling has caught on massively over the last few years. We're getting more and more but we still have to hang in there. Yes, I know. It's funny. You, you mentioned in, uh, in the beginning that I'm married to a lifelong homeschooler. And I often think about my mother-in-law because when she began, uh, my husband is at the, the tail end of six. And so when she began with her first, it was lonely, you know, there were, it was, and so I just, I thank the Lord all the time for the great communities that we have now and and resources like your podcast, because I think, man, we have such an advantage knowing that we're not alone, that there are people, other people doing this and what a grace that is. It really helps. That really helps the courage. Well, well, thank you for that plug. In fact, this will be a perfect time for us to hear from our absolutely wonderful sponsors at Homeschool Connections, everybody. We're here with Olivia Spears talking about courage in homeschooling, and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Walter Crawford. And I'm Maureen Whitman. We are the co-founders of homeschoolconnections.com and proud sponsors of the Homeschooling Saints podcast. Which is here to help you homeschool more joyfully, more easily and more effectively. We want to thank you for listening. And we invite you to check out our courses at homeschoolconnections.com. And now back to our program. All right, we're back with Olivia Spears talking about courage in homeschooling. And we're talking about her five Ds. The first one was the courage to be different. What comes next? I think that the homeschooling parent needs a lot of courage in discernment. we discern and decide as parents probably a hundred times a day. Some of them are less consequential. Some of them are more consequential. Um, so yes, discernment about schooling in general, right? You know, I mean, we're we're talking about homeschooling, so that's you know ongoing discernment um, about what's what's best for each child. So certainly that yes, but then just discernment for for the children that God has given you, you know, discernment for uh, what the Lord is asking of your family, 
discernment if the, if a child has a particular need um, or is facing a particular struggle, how to help and support that child. Um, that all takes courage because oftentimes those involve decisions that include self-sacrifice on our parts. And I think that this is a particular courage that the Lord has placed in the hearts of parents because like, what wouldn't we do, you know, for our kids? Um, I think that that's a grace that comes with our vocation. And so moms are really good at, if my child has a need, I'm going to do my best to take care of it. Nobody researches like a mom, (laughs) you know, who, who is trying to help their child. And um, nobody perseveres like a mom who's trying to help their child. And so I think that that's a particular um, way that the father shows his love as a parent, you know, that that he he goes to any length to to bring us to him and to help us in our need. And and so I think we get to reflect that piece of his heart in a particular way. But anyway, discernment takes a lot of courage too, because uh, parents of teenagers, you will know, especially that sometimes we have to make decisions that our kids will not like, (laughs) you know, and um, sometimes in our discernment, we come to conclusions that are going to give us pushback um, from the very people that we're trying to love and help, you know, and that's hard, you know, Um, we, we don't want strife within our families, you know, we don't want we don't want our children to be upset, right? Like in our perfect world, they would understand with perfect logic. Oh yes, mom, I do understand why you've said no to this thing. You know, thank you for protecting me or thank you for looking out for my best interest. (laughs) Yeah, that does not happen, you know? And so, um, so it just takes courage to kind of take that hit, you know, to kind of take it on the chin and say, okay, you know, like your dad and I have discerned this. This is the decision that we've come to and just being okay if if it's not well received. And that does take courage. Mm, yeah, it does. Yeah, there's a part of us because we seek to be good and holy that we, we would love some affirmation that we're doing the right thing. And every yes mm-hmm. also comes with a no, right? In order to say yes to something, yeah. that means no to something else. And so, the child doesn't understand the yes part of it. Mm-hmm. They just hear the no. Yeah, yes. that's hard. Oh, that's a beautiful way to say it, Lisa. Yeah, they don't yet see the yes part of it. Mm. I'm going to sit and pray with that for a while, too. <laughs> You're so awesome. That's good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's that's the courage for discernment and to 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 discern and decide and then to uh, persevere, you know, in in that come come what may. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, good, good. I love that D for discernment. So we've got the courage to be different and to discern. What's next? Mm-hmm. I think the courage for for discipline. So like self discipline. And this is one where I think is it, it can kind of be tricky for the homeschooling mom because part of the beauty of homeschooling is that we have like full control of our schedule, right? And that's a really beautiful thing. But also sometimes we can trip up on the fact that, oh, we have we have full control, we're free, you know, so it's 
Um, I think finding a a rhythm as homeschooling moms, both both for our homeschool and for our family life and our own um, personal growth and prayer, is is immensely helpful, but also takes courage. So, when I think about discipline in homeschooling, in particular, you know, it's about it's about the the firmness and difficulties and the constancy and the pursuit of good. So it means waking up again this morning and saying, okay, here we go. We're going to do another school day. You know, that takes, that takes discipline and that takes courage, especially if you're, if maybe you're in a difficult season of homeschooling, maybe you're, um, maybe one of your students is struggling or maybe, maybe you're not, you know, just feeling it, you know, and you're just kind of like, I'm just being obedient and, and persisting. Um, courage is massively helpful in these situations to be able to wake up again and commit and say, okay, we're going to, we're going to get our books out today and we're going to do our homeschool. And I think in addition to that, it also takes courage and discipline to know when to have a day that does look different. You know, so it's not just the courage of staying disciplined of like everybody's getting our work done. But also self-discipline is about there are days where the list needs to be set aside and we need to read a bunch of picture books and go take a walk outside. And I think that's where, I mean, we've got to rely on the Holy Spirit. I mean, I need to be better about this all the time. We've got to rely upon the Holy Spirit and and to be able to see a situation through his eyes and say, all right, Holy Spirit, where do I need the courage of self-discipline today? Do I need to, you know, maybe set aside some laziness and get to the book work and, you know, laziness in my own heart and, and get to the book work? Or it, does courage mean letting go of my control a little bit and my lists and saying, actually, the hearts in this family today need, need a day of exhale you know and so um so it's both it's 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 self discipline to uh to know to know what is needed moment to moment mm, and then yeah. i think also self like the courage of self discipline comes in with um guarding our guarding our our schedules and our family time i think being able to like you said, say no to something so that we can say yes to something else is, is honestly a skill set at this point, you know, um, the ability to say, well, we're not going to do this so that we can do this is not easy. And that takes courage. Um, so whether it's, you know, a plethora of activities or, if people are knocking on your door all the time, needing you to volunteer for something or, um, people just popping over because they know you're home, you know, when you're really trying to get a math lesson done, I think the courage of self-discipline to say, okay, here are some boundaries that I'm setting up in my life so that the main thing can stay the main thing. And, you know, whatever you determine that is as a family. And so um, I, I think that takes courage. And within that, the courage of self-discipline to um, foster our own well-being as moms. You know, it's really easy, especially for a homeschooling mom, for us to yeah get weary, like we talked about, you know, 
and to um, to not be filled up with uh, prayer and um, rest, you know, and it, it takes self-discipline for that. I don't think that I don't think that moms aren't getting filled up because they're lazy. I don't think that. I think homeschooling moms aren't getting filled up because the demands don't stop. They just really don't stop unless we say, I'm going to take a minute. You know, this is this is the time that I'm going to spend with the Lord, or this is the time that I'm going to spend crocheting or weeding the garden or uh, whatever, you know, whatever lights up your soul in particular that takes courage. It really does because sometimes it feels antithetical to what we're trying to do in terms of pouring ourselves out for our families and and living life in service of the Lord through them. But truly, it takes a lot of courage to say, this is an essential ingredient in me being able to live this mission well. And, And that's hard. You know, we kind of, oh, we kind of, you know, repel against that. Um, but I think I think courage in self-discipline helps not only our homeschooling lives, but also just our our personal lives as a homeschooling mom. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree wholeheartedly. There's so much we could this this part of it for me is so nuanced uh, as a coach and the different styles that we have that are woven into us by God. So this, as you've already suggested uh, quite clearly, there's going to be different solutions to this. What are your family's priorities? How does that look to live that out? And where's the flexibility and where's mom care uh, so that her lamp is filled? She's ready for the bridegroom. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so good. Thank you so much for that. Um, So what comes next? We've got discipline. So, yes. So the next D that I thought of was duties. So our daily duties. Um, We need a lot of courage in our daily duties. Um, I don't think there is one of us who hasn't at some point had at least a semblance of a thought of, oh, okay, I've got to go do that. I've got to do laundry again, you know, or I've got to make another meal again, you know. And I think that, um, you know, our, our, our church and the saints have spoken so beautifully on the importance of the daily duties and just steadfastness and faithfulness. And, you know, mother, you know, uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta's, you know, doing small things with great love. That was the foundation upon which, you know, Therese's spirituality was built. And, and yeah, we could just point to all the things and say, that's, that's what they sought to do is to live their daily duties faithfully. And so, this is one area where I think we we just don't think about courage or it's underrated. But I'm like, man, I, Lord, I need to be asking you for courage all every day, all throughout the day. When when you know the baby wakes up again in the middle of the night, I need to ask you for courage. When um, when I just cleaned up from lunch and then it's time to start on dinner, <laughs> and then I think, didn't I just do this? I need to ask you for courage, Lord, because it is, it's that constancy, the firmness in difficulties, right? And it's silly to think that, um, you know, our daily duties could, could, could constitute as difficulties, but they could. Sometimes they just seem like the insurmountable obstacle <laughs> to moving forward. And so I think the Holy Spirit grants us courage in these moments to 
do it again for joy, you know, um, or and and with joy. And to say, once again, I'm going to rely less on my own strength, Lord, and rely more on yours for even these mundane, repetitive tasks that we face every single day. You know, the mental load of a mom is vast. It's vast. I was thinking about this just yesterday because yesterday was a particularly uh, busy day, meaning we had uh, we had places to be. We had uh, school to do. We had home to keep, you know, and, and care for, errands to run, people in our community we were caring for, decisions to make. It was one of those days where it was like, I think I am active in every single part of my brain right now. <laughs> and, um, and I just, I, I had that moment where it was like, wow, yeah, the mental load of moms is a real thing, you know? And, um, and I just thought about how that requires courage, you know? Um, and, and we don't think about that, but it is, it is a mental load because we are constantly making decisions. We are trying always trying to think about what is the best solution to this problem or what is the best next step for our family to take or what what are our crosses right now and and how can we lean into those with the lord and how can we help one another in this time of suffering and that looks like the big things and the small things like i need to text that friend and check on her because i know that she's struggling or I, I was going to pick up this book for this kid because the spelling workbook we have is not working. And then I also need to remember to make a meal plan, you know, things like that. It seems those things seem insignificant. They are really not. They are things that make up a life. And when done in love and with the Lord, it's like uh, it, it's like building, you know, an, an altar of praise to him. And so, but man, we become weary with the mental load as moms, unless we have courage. We do so with the courage of the Lord. So that's just something that really convicted my heart, even just yesterday of saying, Holy Spirit, I need to ask you more for courage because um, I need you. I need you in the, these million little ways and with these million little things that are on my mind and heart. Wow. I so love what you said about all these things making a life and that our lives can become an altar of praise that's so that just resonates with my soul that those little acts of courage all add up to something so what they really do the, yeah and take us to the next one okay so the the fifth and final d that i thought of is the courage to delight um because with all the aforementioned duties and responsibilities and thoughts Courage, I think, is what takes the pressure off and the weight off and gives us a freedom to delight in what is before us, right? Because we're, I mean, it's everyone listening to this, it's no secret to you that the Christian life involves the cross, right? And the Christian life involves, like you said, Lisa, a pilgrimage on our knees, you know, barefoot. Um, and, and that is part of it. it having the courage to take up our cross and follow Jesus. But what we see is a fruit of the cross and the resurrection and the redemption one is joy. Um, 
even in, I was at confession this morning and father read to me from the gospel of John where at, at the last supper where Jesus is talking to his disciples and he prays that, um, that they would have his joy. And that just stuck out to me that you would have my joy and your joy would be complete. And so I just, I almost couldn't think about anything else after, after he read that in confession that struck me as if I'd never heard it before my joy, Jesus says. And so I just said, Jesus, show me your joy. Give me your joy. You know, I don't like, that's the joy that I want. Teach me about your joy, Lord. And and that's what he offers us through his, through his uh, passion and death and resurrection through the Paschal mystery is his joy. And so I want the courage to, to live in his joy in all of my daily duties, in all of my self-discipline, in all of my discernment, in all of my being different and being the weirdo, right? I want his joy. And I just think that this overflows into our relationships. The courage to delight will have a major impact in our relationships with our spouse, with our children, with our local communities, with people that we serve outside of our home. Um, The courage to delight means having hope. Um, It means not relying on the world to give us happiness and not speaking the world's definition of happiness, but to live in that joy that comes from the courage of following the Lord all the way and always. And so I do think in in the face of of what really is a difficult mission, being a mom is is a it's we're missionaries. <laughs> You know, we are missionaries in our home, and that does not come without discomfort. And especially in our culture where um, I'm finding it even more and more rampant, Lisa, this like this mom culture of of really being displeased in motherhood and being um, not enjoying it, kind of making fun of how hard it could be, whatever. And while I certainly empathize with the sentiment, um, I don't know if the suggested remedy is the right one, you know, to just to think into the complaining or things like that. You know, this is a side note, but it's been on my mind and heart a lot is there's an increasing number of our young women who are not wanting to be wives and moms. And I have to think that that that's a little bit on us and kind of how we portray motherhood, particularly in the online space. I think we we don't know how to have community anymore, so we look for we look for um, solidarity online. I certainly understand that, um, but I think sometimes online we talk about motherhood in ways that maybe need to be reserved for our spouses or a close friend who's going to encourage us. And, and instead I'm just thinking of our young girls who are on Instagram and TikTok. And if they're seeing these videos of moms complaining about their kids and then 2000 comments being like, totally, this is motherhood. This is life. Are we, are we inviting them 
into the joy and delight of motherhood. Anyway, that's just kind of a side note, but I think it fits in with um, it's really easy for us to stay stuck in the discouragement and the weariness. And I'm not discounting that those things happen. But but we're not meant to stay there. We're meant to turn our faces toward the Lord and say, hey, Lord, I'm weary and also discouraged. I, I need you. I need you to help me. And to turn to our, our communities and say, I know you get it. I know you're a mom. I know you get my heart. Can I just pour my heart out to you? And then to be encouraged by them, you know? So I just think we have the temptation to stay stuck in the difficulty, but really our call is to be courageous and to truly delight in what is before us, the people in our home, the tasks that lie before us, the homeschooling. And that doesn't mean we're going to have the warm and fuzzies all the time, but that's where, that's where it's the Lord's joy that comes in. It's the Lord's joy that becomes our joy. So we're no longer tethered to whatever our outside circumstances look like, but we are tethered to his heart, which overflows his joy into our life. And that's going to immensely bless our families and our communities and just our own hearts. Oh, this is so rich. I'm just loving this conversation. Give us some of your favorite strategies for harnessing courage in the hard days. <laughs> oh, yes, right. Um, the hard days. I think I can think of two things. The first is prayer. So con- consistent daily prayer, I think, helps remind me to be courageous and um, and and just constantly turning to the Lord and being reminded that I'm relying on on him. And then I also think prayer in the moment, right? If we can just pause on those hard days, like you said, just pause and say, Lord, I need courage. Lord, give me fortitude. Um, especially when we're feeling weary or discouraged, I think that that's the, the best thing we can do is to stop, turn our gaze to him and just ask him for it like needy children, you know, because that's what, that's what we are. And that's what we're called to be is to be like children. And so to turn to the father and say, I'm out of fortitude. <laughs> I need you to give me some more, you know, Um, he loves an honest prayer. And so I think just, just trying to be cognizant of stopping and asking him for fortitude. And then secondly, I'm in for one second on that because, um, some, some people are very good at like self-motivating and self-talk and, and trusting that when they make a prayer, it's being answered and they can just refocus and go. Others Mm -hmm. really need relational support that's more, uh, more present. So you might even get a courage partner where you text each other going, pray now or something like that. Like just so that you're connected to somebody else. We, there are those of us that are just so highly relational that if we don't feel seen or heard by another human being, even if it's a text, life can get awfully hard and we can become very drained. God has made us for relationships. So I just want to encourage you to, yes, those prayers in the moment, stay close to God, be aware of Him constantly. But I would just add as a coach who who coaches a lot of different kinds of personalities and different kinds of wiring as designed by God, if you need people in your life to stay courageous, find a way to have that. Oh, Lisa, that's brilliant. And that is that is so, um, I think our Lord's intention with community is to, you know, St. Paul talks about encourage one another and build each other up. And so a courage partner is beautiful and brilliant. And 
she likely needs you too, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm those friends who I'm able to text and say, I need fortitude today. Please pray for me. It's there's there, a huge gift in my life. And the, and it really does make all the difference. I'm so glad you said that, Lisa. Thank you. Um, and then the other thought I had was sometimes it helps me to, um, to remember why I'm doing it right. To kind of, to kind of keep the end in mind or to keep the, the fam- our family's vision and mission in mind, you know, um, because sometimes it can feel like the pressure's all on us, or sometimes we can feel like these, what am I doing? These small things, you know, don't matter. It, that is where courage can come in and say, um, no, we're, we're, we're on mission with the Lord. And so I think just kind of reminding ourselves why we're doing what we're doing can kind of embolden us, you know, to, to begin again the next day. Yeah. It's kind of like knowing what target you're aiming at. Sometimes in the, the maelstrom of demands and self doubts, we can lose track of what is it? Why, what are we doing this for? And just as you said, like, what's the why? What's the, the mission, the the vision that the family holds together. What is it all about? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So what about resources? You're super creative. And I would love to hear at Into the Deep what you've been kind of creating, what's in store for us at your website that might help us to have greater courage. Thanks, Lisa. That's kind of you. Uh, okay, what comes to mind is uh, our unit study on the Beatitudes that we just released this past fall. And uh, in writing this unit study, Lisa, the Lord just like broke open my heart for the Beatitudes and just how, I mean, it's it's the apex of his, his, his greatest sermon, right? And so um, learning about the Beatitudes, praying with them, has really transformed my heart. It still is. It, they have not left me, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and and I continue to pray with them. And to live the Beatitudes, we need courage, you know, to be, to be uh, pure in heart, to be poor in spirit, to be merciful, to be meek, um, to suffer persecution. It, it all, all of those require courage. And so I think learning about the Beatitudes as a revelation of who Jesus is, as Pope Benedict said, um, we can really come to live that courage in our lives. So that was my first thought, is is our unit study on the Beatitudes. And then my second thought is, uh, we have story cards about the apostles. And these are fantastic for all kids, especially for boys, um, of course, because you're looking at the apostles. We talk about the original 12 plus Matthias and Paul, and we tell their stories, but it's less biography and more looking at what scripture and tradition tell us about each apostle. And uh, my friend Grace, who wrote these, she really just sat with scripture and tradition and looked at okay, what was the heart of this apostle? What was his personality? What were his strengths and weaknesses? And how did the Lord purify the weaknesses and bolster up the strengths and bestow upon them immense courage through the Holy Spirit so that they could live their missions for which for most, you know, ended in martyrdom. And so I think that just hearing those stories of the saints 
of their very, you know, normalcy, you know, as as fishermen and tax collectors. But hearing how when they walked with Jesus and when they chose his way, he he purified them, strengthened them and gave them the courage to fill to fulfill the mission that he had for each of them, particularly based on how he created them. And so I think those are fun too, just to read those stories. When I read those as an adult, I feel inspired. Like anytime I read those, I'm like, I want to love the Lord more. I want to follow him with more abandon. So those might be a good resource too. Nice. I love that. So we're going to have links out to these resources in the show notes, everybody, the Apostle Story Cards and the unit study on the Beatitudes. So good. So take us out with any final thoughts that would be good for moms to kind of hold in their hearts today? It's a good question. I think I come back to the catechism's definition about fortitude disposing one even to renounce and sacrifice his life in defense of a just cause. And I think about how, of course, this virtue was lived preeminently in our Lord and his laying down his life for us and about how we can draw courage from that, you know, and, and courage from what he offers us in that. So I think something that I'm going to be trying to do moving forward is in moments where I feel my courage threatened through weariness or discouragement or overwhelm, to meditate on our Lord's passion and to think about that as the fulfillment of courage and that in that he offers me everything I need for what he's called me to this day. And so just as he carried his cross one step at a time, he just asks me to be courageous one step at a time. And he doesn't ask us to do it on our own, but by his power, like he said just before his passion, with his joy. And so that is what I'm asking my guardian angel to help me remember in the times of of difficulty is to remember our Lord and to remember that he is happy to give us an overflow of courage for whatever we face that day. Amen and amen. And I think of St. Paul saying that he carried his cross for the joy that lay before him. It wasn't just suffering, but it was the joy. He had a vision for that joy. And thank you for just giving me the Holy Spirit shivers today, (laughs) Olivia. (laughs) So good. This has been incredibly rich. Love your heart. Love your courage. And, And everybody who joined us today, thank you, wherever you are in this moment, for the courage that you've already shown. And please do bring that before the Lord. Ask Him to show you where He's already been there pouring courage into your heart. Uh, yes my friends and uh, olivia spears thank you so much everybody find olivia into the deep.co and you can also follow her on instagram at into the deep just the way it sounds and that's in the show notes and we've also got her beautiful resources linked out in the show notes as well olivia thanks again so much great to have you thanks lisa it's my pleasure all right everybody god bless you we're praying for you please pray for us too. have a beautiful day in the lord and that's our show for today our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com be sure to subscribe to homeschooling saints and leave us an honest review 
God bless you and thank you for joining us.